la la. Tell me that you're coming, girl. I'm here just waiting for you. Come on over, Aladoria. We're live, baby. Welcome to Disco Inferno, the podcast. I'm your host, Sam. Alongside me is Logan. Hello, hello, hello. I just had to give y'all, you know, a little bit of the vibes that we're feeling right now with that little karaoke sesh. The one and only Bruno Mars, Anderson Pack, Silk Sonic. Leave the door open. We like to do a little hype up before the podcasts just to get the energy flowing. And you never know what it's going to be. Yesterday, we were ripping Studio by Schoolboy Q. We were ripping, you know, Disco Inferno by 50. And who knows what other rap we were vibing to. Today, that's completely changed. We're listening to Somebody's Baby. Oh, I love that song. Great song. Leave the door open. If you guys haven't seen it, watch the music video. And watch the live Grammys performance. Great watch. Silk Sonic. I mean, Anderson Pack absolutely kills it. I'm not a huge Anderson Pack fan from like his own music, but my God, he went in on that song. And then Bruno, my celebrity man crush. Y- you can't beat that guy performing. He is unreal. If we- there was a concert, I would go to Bruno. He's he's definitely up there for sure. And we were also ripping a little. I'd really love to see you tonight. Wow, an old classic, old old classic. I'm not talking about moving in, and I don't want to change your life. But there's a warm wind blowing the stars around, and I'd really love to see you tonight. And we're glad that you're here. We really hope that you'd really love to listen to us tonight. Because or today, we're recording at night, right? Because. We're on to double date number one, part two. So let's just jump right back into where we're at. So we were talking about careers and stuff and how I'm doing all this wacky stuff. And then we started talking to Paulina about what she's been up to. And she She recently graduated college, I think in December. And... She's into, I guess, the financial world. Yes, she was into finance. So she hasn't had like a real job since out of college, if that makes sense. Like, you know, full time gig, but she's had internships and whatnot. Yeah, she's had plenty of internships based on what we talked to her about. And she dropped it on us that she used to work for, would you call it wealth management? Yes, it it was like wealth management for professional athletes. Yes. This was very interesting to the both of us, especially when she started telling us how very high-profile NFL star would come in and take shots with everybody at the office every time he came in. I believe she said he had his own bottle of tequila at the office for when he was in town. I think she did say that. Which is crazy. Very funny. We thought this was an awesome story. Not only was that awesome, though, I just could not believe the stuff that she was doing on a day-to-day basis. Please elaborate. I mean, so she was out here telling us that part of what she was doing was helping manage these players' expenses, right? 
And that pretty much means anytime that they are, you know, making payments, particularly on behalf of their baby mamas, she would have to record what they were spending, what it was for. So she was handling, you know, rent checks for baby mamas, girlfriends, etc., you know, childcare expenses, all the nine. I mean, it was just like, I didn't even know that like people did this as like a job. And when I think wealth management, I just, not that professional athletes can't be like put together from like a financial perspective, but it was just like crazy to hear that you actually have people, you know, their girlfriends have like credit cards and debit cards under their name and they've got to track them and like, you know, make sure everything's in line, that they're not running out of cash, which is probably a very good thing, right? My favorite was when she was saying that they would get like $20,000 paycheck for the week and immediately go to the strip club and then write it off as like entertainment expense on their balance sheet, whatever. I don't know what they do for wealth management, but... Yeah, well, I mean, I think this was like the players, right? So I think it's just like their personal expenses, but you're just like, okay, you just got this massive paycheck and then boom, here it goes. Strip club gone. Thanks. See you later. They're just giving back to the locals. Supporting the local economy, I think is what you mean. Yes. Good for them. Yeah. You know. But as a job, as an intern, can you imagine you're you're like, you're an intern day one, you're like not sure what you're walking into. And then all of a sudden they're like... All right, so here's a couple of checks um, that these players are sending. One, the players are probably, I mean, some of them were high profile, right? Oh, yeah. It was like, I was like, wait, I mean, what? And then not to mention, like, it is a little weird, though. You're kind of seeing, like, into their personal lives. I don't love that. I'm a (laughs) private guy. I wouldn't, like, you know, I wouldn't love people just, like, seeing everything that I do and, you know, scrutinizing it and whatnot. But she mentioned that some of the athletes would ask them to write like a note on the check if they're sending it to like their girlfriend's friend or something like that like you know heart big daddy yeah (laughs) and she would like ask her manager like should i really put heart big daddy and the manager's like no do not put that yeah (laughs) (laughs) but it's a whole different world so yeah that's what paulina she was kind of into in the past she was looking at other financial jobs for full-time stuff yeah, so, I think she was actually interviewing. Yeah, like, she, she was interviewing around. I'm not yeah. going to say what companies. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, but in the process, hopefully hopefully she got a job at this point. Yeah, hopefully she enjoys it too. Yeah, we're that, pulling for her. That's really, you know, I don't want these people just taking jobs and just hating their lives. I want to make sure that these people enjoy it. Yeah, I agree. And so, I, think, I think that's a big reason why we're doing what we're doing right now. Yeah. You know? So please like and support because we want to keep taking girls on double dates. Enough of that. On to Miss Stephanie. She was talking about how she's going through her quarter-life crisis. Similar to you. I am definitely going through my 23-year-old life crisis. I think I've had one every year since I was 18. It happens. It does. And that's completely okay, you know? Just learning about life, doing a whole bunch of different things. Yep. Can't complain. I mean, you know, if you listen to the last episode, you've sure got a lot of uh, stories to show for it. I'm trying to... I tell Logan this a lot. I'm trying to get to the point where I can look back when I'm 30. Hopefully I make it that far. Because honestly, we never know when we're going to go. 
Let's be real. You never know. So one, I want to make sure that whenever I do go, I don't look back and regret. But I want to try to live like a full lifetime before I'm 30. That's like my ultimate goal. If I can get myself in as many situations, interesting experiences as I can, that would be awesome. And that kind of stemmed from me and Logan. I read it before and then I recommended Logan read it. Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. Really funny memoir. Very interesting. But the entire time I was reading it, I was like, this dude has lived more than 20 people combined. Yeah. I mean, by the end of his high I mean, I mean, one of the first stories he told was when he was a like he was probably a teenager and he was sneaking out of the house building this massive like tree house just on his own like it was like 20 stories high or something i don't even know if i believe that he had stories where he was traveling across europe on motorcycles how he was in the amazon forest on like all these rivers i think he was like fighting people in the amazon and no in africa oh that's yeah, what it he was, was yeah. wrestling yeah, yeah, yeah. Pe- like african villagers i mean the dude you know he might be a little wacky, but I love the guy, and I think his story is super interesting. I mean, I think one of the coolest parts is, like, if you listen to the way he tells it, and if you listen to the audiobook, he does narrate the story, um, which is which is pretty cool. Um, but everything he does, like, he does it for, like, he's never doing something for the money. He's never doing something because someone else told him to do it. You know, it's always his own like, wow, this would be cool to do. I'm going to go do it. Right. And I think people would be a lot happier if they lived their life that way. Yeah. So we're trying to do more of that. Yeah. As much as we can. I mean, listen, it's not all going to be sunshine and and roses, right? But like, you can make a lot more happen than you think. And I completely forgot about this. Speaking of more experiences, Paulina was talking about, you know, working these financial things. I used to intern at a VC firm. And then I brought that up and then that just added more fuel to the fire. Like, oh my goodness, like this kid is all over the place. Like, what is going on? Yeah. Then I was kind of talking about how I was also horrible at my VC job. Well, I was better than my sales job because I could actually do the work and I got the work done, but it was very boring. I was looking at Excel sheets all day. Half the time I'd be just scribbling on a notepad. Yeah, if I recall correctly, you're talking about a lot of doodling on the notepad. Yes, a lot of good ideas on the notepad, too. I would draft up, you know, some short stories, a lot of poems, things of that nature. Meanwhile, I was also thinking of ways that I could leave as early as possible or make my way over to the snack cabinet so that I would not have to punch more numbers into Excel. All good strategies to get out of work, which is what our friend... Paulina was also looking for. And I would still get the work done. I must make it noted. Well, that's important. It's just that I also had to make myself still look busy so they didn't give me more work. (laughs) It's a fine line. You know, you don't want to set the expectation too high. And trust me, you know, if it was like something that I really was interested in, I would definitely give my all for it. And it was just at a point in time where I really just did not care. I was just doing it for you know, to put it on the resume. I was catering towards the school that we went to. Everyone has like a quote unquote, like star studded internship or like this super cool, super cool 
corporate job or something like that. So I was just kind of doing it, just, you know, adding another notch to the belt, you know, get that internship out the way that everyone covets so much. <laughs> I did learn a little bit. One of my college roommates, he also interned with me. He had the office right across from me and he was so jealous because I got the corner office and it had this nice window and this nice view of Boston and he would see me over there doodling. Meanwhile, he's like knee deep in all all this work. I'm just like, oh, hey, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he must have set the expectations too high and they said, oh, he can take way more work. He's the one that Let's got me the on. job. Oh. They were looking for someone and he's like, oh, <laughs> do I have someone? Here there I was. There you go. You get wrapped into it. I I did a good job. I kept that place afloat. I was the glue that held that place together. Oh, I'm sure. As an intern, absolutely. Yes. So so I talked a little bit about that. And, um, you know, I just didn't really connect with the work that I was doing there. So I wasn't that motivated. I just, it was spring or senior year. I just wanted to graduate. And like I said, I was sick 24-7, you know. I just wanted to get to summer, get healthy, and get back at it for real so that's what happened and then around this point in time the topics that we talked about from here on out i don't really remember quite the order that it went but we're just going to go over kind of everything that we anything interesting so around this point um stephanie went to the bathroom so it was just me logan and paulina so paulina asked us what exactly made us want to make the double date account if you go back to episode two we just give her the whole spiel on that. Exactly. Yeah, we gave her the lowdown. You know, what we were doing, that we weren't really looking for anything. We were just out to meet some new people, have a good time, learn a little bit about life, right? Yeah, and then Stephanie came back and then just randomly hit us. Oh, okay, so what kind of music do you guys listen to? They were profiling us from the beginning. Oh, the yeah. And I think we started with you, no? For the music? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so first, this is... A good tactic. Ask him to take a guess. Mm. And like we said, if you're looking at me at this point in time, you're probably thinking, okay, this guy's ripping Coldplay all the time. That's what he's listening to. And then I hit him with the, my favorite genre is hardcore trap hip hop. Like to the max. And then I go even deeper. They're like, what do you mean by that? I'm like, young thug, future. I tell him my guilty pleasure is 6ix9ine from 2018 when he went on that tear, and they were disgusted with that, but I just had to explain. I mean, when 6ix9ine went on that tear with Gummo and Billy and Kuda and Taddy and even Stupid, I mean, that was peak music for me. I loved every second of it, and I'm not ashamed to say it because those songs are so good. They're so <laughs> bad, it's good. It's awesome. And then I was telling them, you know, I like, you know, Playboy Cardi. Um, if you want to go deeper, you know, a lot of those, you know, Atlanta rappers, the Brooklyn rappers. I'm not huge into West Coast rappers, but I do, you know, like like them, a few of them. I like YG. I like Kendrick, of course. But, you know, I like that hard hard hitting 808 driven music. So and they were very surprised. They were surprised, but although didn't didn't you and Paulina kind of bond over Young Thug a little bit? We did. So Paulina was telling me that she went to Rolling Loud, which is a big music festival catered towards rap. And she was saying that she went and saw Young Thug there 
and he played the legendary song Lifestyle. And I immediately told her Lifestyle is one of my favorite songs. We listened to it earlier today, by the way. It's so good. It, it aged like fine wine. <laughs> it's, I told her, I was like, you know, back in 2014, me and my friend in computer science class, when we were goofing around, we'd listen to Lifestyle and everything around that time was just amazing vibes. It was awesome. So when I look back and talk about Lifestyle, you know, it was a good point in time. And she's like, yeah, I saw Lifestyle and I started crying in the audience and i'm like yep i love that that's awesome i mean to be crying to lifestyle <laughs> is a little bit much for me i i i have my own history with the song which i will not get into but to be crying at rolling loud i mean that's that's a lot young thug can do that to people i mean i would expect it more from like the cold play that you were talking about <laughs> that i could see tears coming from you know lifestyle tears i mean wow and then she was telling me how much she hates Playboy Cardi because the concert that she saw at Rolling Loud of Playboy Cardi was just one big mosh pit and the DJ kept playing the... Don't we have one of those buttons? Not yet, unfortunately. Oh, we don't have that one? Our little podcast machine has sounds, so if you have any good sound bites, let us know. I thought I had that. No, nope, doesn't have that oh, one, unfortunately. Too bad. We're going to have to play around with it, get you some better sound bites. But... Yeah, so we bonded over that, and then they started grilling Logan, what kind of music he's into. Which, so I actually, I go all over the place. You know, you could catch me one day, as you know, bumping 50. You could catch me listening to some country, maybe some Midland, some George Strait. Ooh. I'm a big George Strait fan. Midland is amazing. Midland is great. Sam and I actually went to a Midland concert. I've been to two Midland concerts. Uh, that beats me by one. Logan actually knows my love for Midland so much that he bought me a Midland Let It Roll jacket for my you birthday. You guys should see this jacket. It is unreal. I don't want to say that it is iconic, especially considering that Sam is now a blackjack dealer. But there are dice on the back. The album was Let It Roll. Mm -hmm. So the it's a gold jacket. The back says... Let it roll. It's like one of those bomber jackets, right? Yep. I mean, with the dice on the back, it's sweet. I do like country, and Midland is hands down my favorite. I just, there's something about them that just hits different. It does. They're, they're very unique for like a country a country group these days, I feel mm -hmm. like. People are more into like the pop country kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, your FGL, which I very much, if I was going to go see like a country concert, FGL would be up there. Toby Keith. Oh, Toby Keith. I used to listen to Toby Keith as like when I was like in like middle school. I love Toby Keith. He's the he's, man. He's awesome. Yeah. What is that song? And I wrote your number on the 50 yard line. How do you like me now? What now a great I'm song. On my way. Wow. What a song. We're going to have to listen to that after the podcast is over. But so, yeah. So anyways, but then they're like, we'll just pull up your Spotify. And I was like, oh, well. <laughs> Boy, do I have news for you. But I don't have Spotify. And I have this I have this conversation with so many people because they're like, everyone always just assumes Spotify, which I, I don't know. Obviously, Spotify did a good job coming up. They have a great user interface, et cetera, et cetera. The playlists are also pretty, pretty iconic. I have a very funny Spotify story I'll have to share with you guys at another date. But anyways... 
I had Apple Music originally because I think it came out in like, I must have been in high school when the streaming apps were starting to really come on. And naturally, I did not want to pay for it myself. And Apple Music had the family plan. And I recommended to my mom, I said, hey, well, you know, you would like Apple Music. I would like Apple Music. I think my brothers and sisters would like Apple Music. What do you say we do the family plan? And it would be cheaper per person, you know, business mind early on. And of course, mom said, yeah, sure, whatever. And so that way I got my music at no cost to me. We're not just good looks over here. We got a little bit of brains in us. Just a little bit. Not en- enough to be dangerous, not enough to really be smart, you know? I actually forgot before we started grilling into Logan's music, we started talking about concerts in general. I mean, it was it all kind of morphed into one. And yeah. We were talking about different concerts that we've been to and one of the like so me and Logan, we've been to a couple different concerts and we were explaining that one of our favorite concerts was by this guy named Griffin. This was before he was he's a DJ. He's not top tier Calvin Harris chain smokers level, but he's pretty well known. Yeah. If if you listen to EDM, you probably know him. But we went and saw a concert of him way back in the day, having no clue who he was. That was actually an awesome night because me and Logan had no clue who this guy was, had never really heard any of his music. One of our roommates just was like, hey, it was a Thursday night. I got some tickets. You guys want to go? And we're like, well... Why not? Sure. Yeah, may as well. I think we, he had like maybe one big song at the time, Whole Heart. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing. That was like his, that was like the only song people like really knew from him. And it was at the Middle East. Middle East and Cambridge. That's right. And uh, I think that's in Central. It is. We'll get back to Central later on in this episode. Just you bet wait. we will. But anyways... So that was, that was actually, I think that was our sophomore year. And that was one of our, that was one of my favorite nights of probably all of school. Yeah, I agree. And it kind of goes back to that spontaneity. We had zero expectations, just kind of went on a whim and it was so fun. Had so, and I, I will, I will, I will give it to you straight. I do not love concerts. This is pretty much what we were talking about with Paulina and Stephanie at this point. Because they were very intrigued, like, Logan, what you mean you don't like concerts? And so from here, so, okay, let's just run it back one step here. So we went to that Griffin concert because our one of our roommates, sophomore year, um, and he was one of my roommates for sophomore, junior, and senior year. But anyways, he was a huge music fan, loved all kinds of music, and he loved the concerts. So he would always be watching when, like, tickets dropped and stuff like that. And so he was the one that facilitated the Griffin concert. And I will give him credit. He was huge on Marshmallow mm-hmm. way before anyone really knew him. And I remember him talking to me freshman year. He was like, and this was before Marshmallow blew up. And he was like, this is this new DJ. He wears this Marshmallow helmet. Like, dude, he's awesome. You got to listen to him. Like, I think he's going to be huge. And sure enough, by our junior year, Marshmallow was massive. Mm-hmm. Probably, probably like one of the most well-known DJs. And sure enough, junior year, Marshmallow was coming to the House of Blues in Boston. And our roommate said, you bet we're going. And so he wrangled up a whole group of us, actually. 
and there's probably, I don't know, I would say there's probably seven or eight of us. I unfortunately had like a final or something, so I couldn't go, which was tragic. Yeah, it was too bad, but at the same time, I wish that we could have traded places. <laughs> but getting to that point, so anyways, a group of them, because they were such big Marshmallow fans, they wanted to get these tickets where they went early, and you got like a picture with Marshmallow. And I, it was like an, it was probably like double the price of the general admission ticket. And I was like, listen, guys, I like Marshmallow, but like I don't love Marshmallow. All right, I'm not, I'm not going three hours early to this concert in order to get a picture with the guy and be front row because I'll cue you in on a secret. I do not like large crowds of people and even less, I do not like mosh pits. I don't need to be rubbing up all over people. I don't need to be shoving people around to maintain my ground. I just, I want nothing to do with it. I would rather be in the peace and quiet of my own home, just jamming to marshmallow on my own. You're telling me you don't like it nice, hot, and sweaty up in the general admission section? That is exactly what I am telling you. Mm. Interesting. But anyways, so a smaller, you know, I said I think we had like maybe eight people, so probably five of them showed up early to go get their picture with Marshmallow, okay? And because of that, they were all the way up in the front row of the concert. And I show up with two of my other buddies, you know, general admission time, and the place is already packed. All right. And of course, they're texting us from the front saying, you you guys got to get up here. And I'm like, I'm looking at this crowd, knowing my fear of packed places. And I'm like, there's no way I want to finagle my way all the way up to the front. But sure enough, the other two guys are like, no, we got to go get them. So me not wanting to be there at all end up the last in the line of the three of us trying to pile drive our way up to the front of this concert and you're shoving people around people are getting knocked around they're yelling at you and finally we get up close to them and it was like just not enough space where i couldn't get all the way through in front of this girl and i was kind of like trying to push to get by her and she turns and looks me dead in the eye and she was like do you want to fight me right now And me, not wanting to be in the middle of this crowd at all, stuck with this girl trying to fight me first as I walk in the concert. And I was like, this is bad news. It ended up, I was like, no, I don't want to fight you. Luckily, she didn't throw any hands at me. (laughs) Um, She did give me some good shoves throughout the the evening. Um, But yeah, so I had an absolutely miserable time. And I shared this with Paulina and Stephanie. And I think they kind of understood maybe why I don't like concerts that much. And we come to find out, Stephanie happened to be there. Oh my God, I forgot about that. So it turns out Stephanie, maybe Stephanie was the girl pushing me in the back. I don't know. We will never know. That I When she dropped that, it's so weird when stuff like that happens. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess the chances are not terrible i mean it's yeah i mean it it really depends like if she's into that kind of music and she was in the boston area like it's not that surprising but it is surprising that we happen to take her on a double date when hypothetically you could have seen her before right i could have we're pretty sure we didn't cross paths because she said that she was all the way up front um and i didn't quite make it there because i was 
getting beat up by some girl <laughs> in the crowd. But um, yeah, so wild. She had a great time, I think. So good, good for her. Yeah, I mean, just spread some of the joy, please. Just I should have stayed home. <laughs> I know that now. I think the only concert I've been to since then is the Midland concert that we went to. But that was not like mosh pit. That was like, it's a country concert, you know? It was at a nightclub too, which was kind of weird, but... It was weird, but it was awesome. Yeah, it was fun. I had a great time. Great performers. I highly recommend, even if you're not a country fan, go to a Midland show. They know how to make it work. It, my brother, I went to the first Midland concert that we went to with him. He had never heard of the group. He's not super into country. He does like country, but it's not really his thing. And after that concert, he's like, wow, those guys know how to put on a show. There's this one member of the band. You take a look at him and you're just like, yep, he's a rock star. Like, there's no question about it. He's got that energy. Which is incredible for a country band. Yes. Yeah. It was awesome. So somehow this conversation then immediately went into actually what happened was the waitress came back asking for more drinks. I said, no, by this point, I've only had three small little sips of my Bud Light. Yeah. And the, the bottle's like moderately clear. You can see it's sitting there filled to the brim still. So they're kind of like, oh, so like what's going on here? And then I hit him with the, yeah, this is the first time I've had any sip of alcohol since July, 2020. And both of their jaws hit the floor. They could not believe that. I mean, this kid is out there on a double date. Nonetheless, the rest of us all got drinks right off the bat, probably to take off the nerves. And there's Sam sitting there. I mean, this was a long date, too. I mean, we were probably an hour in at this point. Yep. And he's three sips down on a Bud Light, and they were like, what is going on? Yep. So then I gave them the whole spiel about, you know, I, I don't like it. And then I was telling them about my ailments, and, you know, it's not really that exciting talking about injuries, but I do have one interesting injury that I've had in the past that people seem to laugh at so i told him i was like look back in college in the off season us as a golf team would try to look for things that we could do to be active so whether that would be boxing classes which i was kind of like the only person that actually went to them you got to remember we're golfers we can't be that active you know we're not out here trying to build muscle we're just trying to stay active keep the muscles a little bit loose so what better way than to just Chop it up with the local single moms at local hot yoga. Sounds like a good plan to me, right? I mean, I was all, I actually organized it. Yeah. I mean, I was about it. It's great on paper. But one day, that, that one day, I'm in hot yoga. It's a really hot, steamy session. The instructor is really pushing us to the next level. Like, it was an intense one. They're like, you know, come on, get after it today. And it's really hot in the room. I'm really getting after it too. I'm pushing myself to the limit and I'm in a nice triangle pose. And then I just keep going deeper and deeper and deeper into the pose. Get your head out the gutter, people. I know it sounds weird, but I was trying to do my best with hot yoga and then bam, I immediately feel like my entire leg is on fire. I'm like, I have no idea what's happening, but that was not supposed to happen. I felt a snap, too. It felt really weird. I was like, uh-oh, that was not good. So 
what ended up happening was I tore my labrum in my hip. And that led to me having to get hip surgery and the long recovery with hip surgery. And you know, with recovery, it sucks. So I got to just do anything that I can to make sure that my muscles are feeling good. My body's feeling good. Alcohol clearly does not help in that sort of thing. So I tell them that. And they're just like, you tore your hip doing hot yoga. What kid? Like what? The real lesson here is, you know, if hot yo if if you can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen, you know? And I guess you couldn't take the heat. I couldn't. It's a shame, you know? I advocate for people to push themselves past their comfort limits, and I was doing that that day, but, you know, that was probably one where I could have taken a step back a little bit. Hmm. It happens, though. You power through, and you just keep moving on. Yep. So, and that's that. I I think they found that kind of amusing. It's not every day you hear about someone having to get surgery after hot yoga, especially a college-age kid. Yeah, well, that actually, it kind of rolled into an interesting topic because then, you know, we were all talking about, you know, have you, like, broken any bones or whatever? And myself and Paulina, I believe, really haven't had an injury history. Right. I think I've broken, like, a finger or two, maybe, but nothing that, like, I've needed to go to the hospital for or anything or have a cast or whatever. And I think Paulina was in the same situation. But then Stephanie was telling us about dislodged ribs and stuff. I mean, I don't even like totally remember. She was saying something how she dislodged a rib and it left her paralyzed for a day. And I was just looking at Logan like, what? What does that even mean? That's very alarming. I have no idea. I have no idea either. And then she has this weird thing going on with her like her. Oh, did she had me like touch her hand? So like her finger joint. Yeah, it's like your index finger comes into your hand and it's like that joint right on like the knuckle. She had this weird thing where it can like, I I, I don't know, it like moves in a really weird like snappy manner. And then she's sitting there like holding her hand out across the table like, touch it, touch it. And I was like, I don't want to touch it. And she was like, no, you have to. And I was like, ugh. I touched it too. It did not feel good. It was weird. She said it doesn't bother her though. So that's at least good for her. Yeah, good for her. So yeah, me and Stephanie... We happen to have a few random ailments. And around this time, Paulina, she went to go to the bathroom real quick. And then me and Stephanie and Logan were just sitting there. And she automatically starts talking about relationships. Which is probably like a natural topic of, well, I I don't know. Is that natural on like a double date? I don't know. Well, I mean, she started off by asking us like about dating in general in terms of like some of the worst dates we've been on. So we... We're kind of talking about, you know, what kind of dates we like, what kind of dates we don't like, things of that nature. Nothing crazy. Um, yeah, I think ideal first date was a topic of conversation. Right. Which we're still kind of, I'm still figuring that out, to be honest. I think mine's going skiing. That's what I told him, right. too. I love skiing. I like just walking around the city. I would say, yeah, no, that's that's a good date. And we actually, we talked about that. We said that would that would be a good, if, if we can find a double date where they want to coffee and a nice stroll it's on the vibe check smash mm-hmm. that because coffee is way cheaper than alcoholic drinks and walking around is free so i do um, want to hit up a museum too that would be fun i'm really into that stuff i haven't been to museum well when i was tra- I, I traveled to uh i went to europe last year to visit my sister and we had some museums nice but i've never really been to many boss ones 
So, yeah. So, I mean, ladies, you heard it here. Let's go. Yeah. Dial and then up. Paulina came back and then they start hitting us with the, all right, you know, telling us about what kind of dates you like, but you got any crazy stories, dating stories? And I immediately hit them with the, uh, actually, I don't think I even hit them with anything. I just was kind of sitting there. I was looking over at Logan. Well, I think, is this when you got up and went to the bathroom? Not yet. I, so okay. we started talking about this and then I did. Okay. Because to my recollection, you know, they started kind of edging their way into this topic. And then Sam got up and left the table. And that left me in the 1v2 situation. And listen, they were they were having no mercy. <laughs> I was getting grilled. It's like you show up at your grandmother and she's asking you about every piece of your life. I mean, these girls were like, so like, what's your relationship history? You know, you know, how many girls have you dated, et cetera, et cetera. And I was sitting there like, you know, kind of like, I don't really know where to go with this, um, especially considering the fact that I do actually have a pretty limited dating history, you know. Um, so I was kind of I was kind of out of my element, you know. And so. I didn't know what to do with myself. And sure enough, then they started asking me, well, what about Sam? I was still in the bathroom at this point. Which, of course, there's really not much to share about Sam's love history either. Right. There's and, really not. Right. Exactly. Like, like straight <laughs> up, I'll, I'll just give it to you straight. I think I mentioned this on one of the earlier episodes, right? I had a girlfriend coming out of high school. It was maybe like seven, eight months or so uh, that ended early in college. And then I had another quasi relationship that was just one of those. I mean, I, I, I would call it dating. I think I said the same thing before, but there was never a title on it. And that probably ran like eight, nine months. And then that ended too. And that was coming out of college. So that's two relationships between high school and college. Haven't been in one since then. Would love to have a girlfriend, but you know. Yeah, I've really just been in eternal talking stages that's really about it maybe we're doing something wrong hey i'm not complaining i'm i'm doing me over here i'm hey, totally fine it brought us here and these double dates have been a lot of fun so yes. you know but yes. i'm not upset about it so apparently they were grilling logan about my love life while i was in there so i come back and then i uh, i forget what they said there logan was like yeah they're asking about your love history and i'm like oh okay yeah. okay so I lay it on them and I'm, and I also give them the explanation that, okay, look, like I think me and Logan kind of on the same wavelength here. If we're going to be in a relationship, we want to go all in. We don't want to ditch these girls. We don't want to be like, you know, sorry, can't hang with you because we're working or whatever. It's just not fair to them. It really isn't. Yeah. And it, it's really challenging because, you know, whether it's like, you know, a full-time job or you just have a lot of different projects that you're working on on your own time, right? Like we, we do that kind of stuff all the time, right? right? So I've got, you know, my full-time job and then I do a bunch of stuff on the side that's not, you know, it's not actually work, but it's always stuff that I'm focused on, right? Right. Whether it's, you know, I, I was doing a lot of reading. I do a lot of, I'm, I'm really into the investment world. So I do a lot of reading on that stuff, studying up on companies, et cetera, et cetera. And all of this stuff on top of a busy full-time job that sometimes it's not like always your 40-hour week, you know, it gets tough. And 
if I had a girlfriend, I would want to give her my all, right? Exactly. I feel the exact same way. Um, When that that does make things challenging. So it's kind of a precarious situation. Yeah. So I, we kind of explained that when we were talking with them about that. And then we went back kind of talking about dating in terms of like good dates, bad dates. And then for some reason, I don't even know why, but I said, oh, I want to do some random dates, like go to SoulCycle. And Paulina was like, oh my God, I love SoulCycle. I go to SoulCycle all the time. And then we're like, well, why are we not going to SoulCycle together? Like, come on, let's go. And sure enough, she goes, we're going on Tuesday. You guys should come. And I tell you what, we were actually thinking about it. I'm still thinking about it to this day. Maybe we should do it. Do we just tell them unannounced? I think so. I think we just show up and like, hope. I, it sounds like they go to that one class. Yeah. I think we should just like show up sometime. I think we might. I think we'll have to. That's a comfort challenge. It is. Especially since, you know, with my hip and everything like that, it, I'm going to be powering through. Listen, sacrifice the body. You got to do what you got to do for these experiences. And then for some reason, yeah, we made that little sidetrack on soul cycle for a bit then we went back to dating and then i was explaining you know they kept asking a little bit about dating and whatnot and i was like okay look like i don't catch on hints very well i'm sure there have been girls that hit on me in the past and it just completely flew over my head so take of that what you will ladies if you're trying to talk to sam just please be very direct okay no mm-hmm. no subtleties, just shoot them straight. That's right. Because if you are just trying to catch hints or pass hints to me, I am not going to figure it out. Just saying. So. And then I was also saying how I'm a big time simp. Yeah, I think we did get there. I'm not sure how they felt about that. Yeah. I don't think they were, they didn't seem like the girls that wanted a guy that was a quote unquote simp. Right. But I only simp for the right people. That's the thing, you know. You like to spoil people. Exactly. Yeah. I'm just that type of guy. Yeah. I can understand that. Yeah. So I explained that to them. Not sure if they liked it, but you know, it is what it is. And then um, for some reason we started talking about how Logan is like the dad of the friend group, how... People go to him for their problems, and he takes care of them. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I think it's because I just, like the life things, I do really well. You know, I don't do the social thing great, but a lot of the life things, I'm on top of all the things I need to get done, you know. I'm not totally sure what it is, but people seem to think that I have relatively good advice. Yeah. So. I don't have anything else to add to that. Then I called him stepdaddy or something like that yeah i think that did happen that was that was a little weird but i think they thought it was funny yeah you know by that point the drinks are flowing so you know i automatically am 10 times funnier so (laughs) this is true um but that spun into so stephanie was actually kind of at a turning point in her own in her own life she did the marketing thing but then she was having second thoughts right Right. And she was like, well, you know, I actually really, I actually really do respect this too, because she was saying that 
she didn't love marketing because a lot of times, a lot of marketers are trying to just push products that people don't need onto them. And she didn't want to be a person that was trying to force feed people things that they didn't need and spend money on things that they didn't need. And I actually respect that a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I really appreciated that sentiment. Um, And so anyways, she actually, I think she was more interested in like doing research in psychology type things Um, or working, you know, kind of working with people and all that kind of good stuff, which I thought is, is pretty admirable. And anyway, so she was asking, you know, what, what does she do? And we kind of gave our runs at giving advice on how she should handle her situation. I don't think we really gave the best advice, but yeah, I kind of just told her like, you know, in the meantime, get something that will at least pay your bills. And then you're going to have to hustle a little bit on the side in terms of trying to figure out how to do something on your own that tailors towards what you're interested in. Like she was interested in travel stuff. So I was like, not just travel stuff, but travel stuff and marketing. I was like, hey, get started by just making TikToks, making a blog about stuff in Boston. Try to gain some sort of following all around Boston. You know, hopefully you can grow that to a point where either it will allow you an opportunity to jump into a job that you really like, or you can turn that into your full-time job, one of the two. Right. And then I followed that up and I kind of a similar sentiment, but I was like, listen, you know, not everything in marketing, you can't bucket everything into products that people don't need that are being pushed upon them by marketers, right? Like that's just, that's just not true. Like there are very good products that are positive for society. Um, and I was like, you should look for one of those jobs, right? Like, and then you can actually, you know, have pride in what you're, what you're marketing. And she, she basically said that those jobs were very difficult to get, which right. is probably true, but you got to start somewhere. Right. I mean, if you put in the time, you going to tell me it's really out of the question. The hardest step to take is the first. That's right. So, and then around this time, things were starting to wrap up. Logan went to the bathroom at one point, And while he was in the bathroom, we had a great conversation about my hair, which if you guys haven't seen it flowing, they were very intrigued about it. They literally just said, so what's going on here? Like, what's up with the hair? I told them, you know, I've, I've always wanted to grow it out. Let's just see what it's like. Try something new. It's a good comfort challenge. Trying out different hairstyles. Highly recommend it. You got to switch up the style every once in a while. Absolutely. And um, because I always had short hair, I kind of grew it out a little bit in college. And then I was like, all right, I'm just doing it full time. I actually do want to donate it, but it's got to be like double this length. And it's pretty brutal so how long how long would that take at least another eight months that's a lot yeah it's a long time i'm not sure i can do it but dedication so we were talking about that a little bit i told them the whole george clooney story how he denied me that's always a fun talking point yep yep and uh logan came back and then paulina puts her hands on the table and is like okay she's whispering to us she's like sam have you realized anything that's been going on behind you I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Because at this point, what happened behind me was like a drink spilled and caused a lot of commotion. She's like, the entire night, the two behind you have been in a heavy makeout session. I was oblivious to this. She's like, so if I was like looking behind you like really awkwardly, it's because they've literally been just tongue to tongue all night long. Which is, I mean, I don't know how it ended up set up this way, but our two seats were perfectly angled. So it was like, like, it wasn't in my view either. I had no idea. 
and of course the two of them are just seeing these two in the corner just doing their thing in the middle of public and i was like good god like why didn't you say something yeah it was (laughs) i have no words especially in peak covid i mean yeah that's a move it's power move i guess wow I, I not the kind of power move that I appreciate, but so yeah, around this time they turned the lights on. It was time to go. A couple little tidbits that we found intriguing that we couldn't really remember where they happened throughout the night, but Stephanie was telling us how she had a fake plant at her house. Oh, well, this was great. She thought it was a real plant and she was watering it for about a year. And then finally she realized there was plastic on it, ripped off the plastic. It's a fake plant. So she was watering this plant for an entire year, and I forget what happened with it. I think she got mad and threw it or something like that. I Yeah, I think she threw it out because she, she had been watering. And I think it was probably like one of those, um, what do they call them, like the, uh, like the succulents, yeah. where like they don't yeah. need a lot of water. So, you know, you just like put some like drops of water in there, and like any other plant where that takes a lot of water, it would like fill the, the pot with water. Or like you would, you would notice like, wow, like this thing's really taking in no water and it like most other plants really grow, but these succulents, like they don't grow that much. And sure enough, there she probably was dropping water on, you know, week after week. And <laughs> I could not this stop looks great. <laughs> I still think that is such a funny story. I know that she's probably not going to be happy that I told that, but it is hilarious to me. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, any other big things that happened while we were there that needs to be discussed i don't think so oh well there was one moment lay it on us so actually i kind of passed over this i try to forget about it because it made me incredibly uncomfortable but while sam was away at the bathroom when the relationship drilling started coming up you know they started asking me all about me and Stephanie looked me dead in the eye and she was like, you know what? You're a monogamist, aren't you? And I was like, I I was stunned. Like my, my, like, I think my like jaw dropped and I was like, like what? (laughs) Um, which I mean, I'm not going to say it's false. It is very true. I actually looked up the definition to make sure I I had it right before we started this episode because like, I just like was a stop, like, I feel like that's not that you expect everyone to roll with the norms, but like, like monogamy is like you like marriage one person to another person. There's not several parties. It's not polygamy, right? Correct. Monogamy versus (laughs) polygamy as in one wife or one spouse versus many spouses. And I was just like taken aback by this. Like there's like a little bit of like, it was almost like a condescending tone. And I was like, I felt like I was being targeted for it. And I was like, I don't know how to respond to this, but they obviously know me because that's one of my biggest struggles with dating apps. You know, sometimes like I just, I never wanted to be on them because I've never, I just, I can't do like the casual dating thing where you have like, you're talking to like multiple girls. It just makes me incredibly uncomfortable I can't do it. It makes me overwhelmed. I just don't. I just, and that's why I, I actually, I think I mentioned it, but I put my own dating, single dating app uh, profile on pause because I just, I can't, I can't do it. It does get stressful. 
it's too much. I don't have the time for it. And I just feel bad because like we mentioned earlier, you're not giving all your attention to someone. He said it many times, not a player. Neither of us are. There's a reason for it. I just, I just can't. The game is, it's a weird game. That's for sure. We also missed over a big, interesting talking point. Yes, this was fascinating. I'm not sure she's going to be happy that we share this, but we're going to have to. Yes. Miss Stephanie was explaining to us how she went on a date with this guy. First off, the she was wearing like an Elmo t-shirt and overalls, like Elmo the Sesame Street guy. And she was walking down the street and this guy was like, hey, I dig your outfit. Let's go on a date. She said, sure. Spontaneous. Like that. And they went on the date and somehow they got into some political argument and she found out he was a white supremacist somehow. I mean, that is a rattling start to a date. No, I'm still very confused and intrigued about this whole situation. And I'm not going to say that much more because I really don't know that much more about. Yeah, it was wild, but I almost feel bad because it sounded like she was like almost in like a yelling match, like at a table on a first date with a guy you hardly know. Which, like, I don't blame her. That's, like, wild. And she thought it was horrible, but the guy asked for a second date after the fact. Which is even crazier. I don't even <laughs> He I thought don't it even went know. great. Yeah. I don't know. Wow. That, that was interesting. You know, I guess different people have different perspectives. I'm what still, can you do? Yeah, I'm still thinking about that talking point. I still want to know so much more about that whole entire situation. Like, how did she find this out? Like, what was the red flag? That yeah, said, we didn't really get, like, the details and what, like, got her on to, like, oh, this guy is what he is. Right. Um, which was, yeah, I don't know. That was weird. So that was interesting. And then the lights turned on. It was time to go. We ended up staying there for a while. Like, Yeah. So we got there at 930. I think the lights turned on at 1230. So like that was like a, it was like a long, like two hours of like chock full of conversation and like interesting stuff. Right. And there was no, all throughout the night, there wasn't really any awkward silence moments. Conversation was flowing all night long. Yeah, and I think that that was a big tribute to them. So, Paulina and Stephanie, if you're listening, thank you so much because I think we've said that before, but, you know, we're a little bit on the quieter side, you know, so introverted. It was very helpful because they did drive a lot of the conversation topics, which made it way easier on us. They were good. Yeah, they were good. It was awesome. So we walked outside and then we're standing there. We're talking about... I had a disposable camera because one thing we wanted to do was just take disposable camera pictures because they're dope. Yeah. The concept is lost on a lot of people these days, but to like take a picture and not be able to see it right away. Delayed gratification. We're big delayed gratification guys over here. Absolutely. So we were talking about that. They're like, oh my goodness. Like we just got, we just sent hours in. We're waiting for them to get developed. Like that's fun. We're still kind of chit chatting, whatever. And then, you know, it comes to the time like, okay, we got to go our separate ways. And I hit them with the, oh, how far away do you guys live? They're like, oh, like five minutes. I'm like, do you want us to walk you back? Now, Logan, let me know what you were thinking at this moment in time. I tell you what, Sam and I are on the same page almost all of the time, I would say. We think very, very similar. We approach things the same way. And I was pretty sure that we were approaching these dates the same way, you know. And then he asked if they wanted us to walk them back. This is 1230 in the city. 
And all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute, what's going on? And let me give you the rundown. And I am not sure what they were thinking as well, but just like Logan said, it's 1230 and it's in the city. Yeah. Even though we were in a good part of the neighborhood, you know, two young girls walking back home, like it would just be safer for if we're traveling in packs, especially if there's two guys, even though I don't think I'd fare very well in a fight. Yeah. I don't think we are the best defenders out there. But with that being said, you know, more people to the crowd. I just wanted to make sure that the girls got home safely. That's it. Yes. So this is the point when we start to realize that Sam actually is a true gentleman and I am just a fake gentleman. But I'm not sure what they were thinking. Like when I asked that question, I'm not sure if they're like, oh my goodness, like, are, are they trying to like take us back and like, yeah, I don't knows? know. Yeah. I don't, I, I would love to ask them that because you had me, you had me like, oh no, like I don't love where this is going, but Sure enough, it ended up actually being a great walk back. It was because we passed by a lot of interesting buildings. They gave us the rundown. Um, that like, what was it? Like the Church of Science? Something like that. Yeah. There's like this walkway and next to the walkway, there is like this pool type of thing. I don't know what you would describe it. Oh, it was like one of those like um, surface pool. Uh, reflection pool. Yeah, reflection pool. That's what it is. We were walking by too and there were these two people just salsa dancing and that was awesome. That actually we got to do dancing classes. Yes. Keep that on the record because that's a comfort challenge that we have to do. I would love to learn, to learn ballroom dancing. Yes. They they looked like they were having a great time. Yeah, it, it looked awesome. So we walked them back to their place. Say our goodbyes. Hit them with another awkward side hug. Yep. And then we got to figure out how to get home. So we both order Ubers, but then we realize one small problem. There are zero Ubers in all of the city of Boston at this time. Yeah. So it is now 1245, one in the morning. During COVID, all of the bars are closed. No one is really going out in general because it is COVID. And there was one car on that Uber map who I thought we got. And then it said, oops, we've lost the connection. And at that point, I kind of looked up at Sam. And there were no words said. But we both kind of knew what options were on the table. I still wanted to wait it out a little bit longer just to see. But we all knew the writing was on the walls. And so Sam breaks the silence. And he says, well, how lets the tea open? And I was like, dude, that thing closes at 1 a.m. at the latest. Like, it's, ar- it's already, like, there. We look it up. Sure enough, last train. Missed it. And that comes to the next options. Sam, the thinker in the group, says, well, we've got two options left. We can stay at this beautiful five-star hotel that's going to empty our bank accounts. Which I would have definitely been down for. Or we start walking. So we decided to start the five-mile trek back home. Yes, let's be clear. I live up in North Cambridge. We were in Back Bay. I ironically have made this... Last time it wasn't a walk, it was a jog. So I knew that it was, it was four and a half miles plus, right? Right. Luckily, it's a straight shot, 
But nonetheless, it is 1 a.m. We just came off of a double date. It's been a long day. Outplayed golf earlier. And here we are walking home from downtown Boston all the way up to my place. The only thing saving us at this point in time was that the weather was beautiful out. It was perfect. I cannot tell you how lucky we are because it was, what was April 10th? At this point, it was- Sometime in April. It was April 10th. At this point in the night though, it was actually April 11th. (laughs) And sure enough, it was still gorgeous. It was probably 60 degrees. And so Sam and I looked at each other and we said, well, there's no time like the present. And we start walking. Was I excited about this? Absolutely not. I don't have good hips. I have a whack knee. I was wearing very fancy sneakers. Like I was down for it, but at the same time, I was not prepared at all for a five mile walk ahead of me. I don't think either of us were expecting this. Right. We really weren't. That's the last thing that I was expecting. And the funniest part is, so we started our journey and, you know, both of us were like, kind of like, we started walking in the direction we were supposed to go. And we were like, are, like, we still weren't like, I don't think we fully believed, like, are we really like walking, like five, like five miles? Like if you, if you're a runner, right? Five miles, even if you can run a seven minute mile, that's taking you 35 minutes. Right. I don't know about you, but I was not running one, I, I am not running seven minute, seven minute miles at one in the morning. And two, I mean, we were gassed. I mean, it was the end of the day. Yeah. And so we were kind of in disbelief, you know, slowly meandering our way up the street. And what did we come across? A nice city bike station. Interesting. So we see the city bikes staring us right in the face. And I'm looking at these and I look at Logan. And I'm like, is there a city bike station near you, near your house? And there is. And we're literally just standing there in front of them. Nope. I'm like, we need to pull the trigger. We just need to get some bikes and get rolling. I think it was a good two minutes of us just staring at these blue bikes <laughs> on the side of the street, just <laughs> contemplating life. Not even talking to each other. We're literally staring at the bikes, considering, okay. Do we really make the walk home? Do we both get a bike? Do we just get one bike and one person sits on the handlebars? Like, how should we go about this? And then finally, we're like, all right, we don't really want to spend the money. Let's just walk it. Yeah, I think it also factored in, you know, as Sam shared the whole hot yoga, hip problems, et cetera, et cetera. I think bikes probably aren't your favorite uh, piece of machinery. Right. So we said, you know what? It's a beautiful night. We're going to walk it. And that began our journey. So we started walking back. It was very nice for a little bit. You know, we walked over the bridge. You had a perfect skyline view. There's nobody out because it's one in the morning. Yeah, that bridge is amazing at night. It was awesome. Yeah. We passed by MIT. It gets really cool. Then we get to nice Central. Central Square. By good old Middle East. Yes. Middle East. We walked right by it. So we... You know, up until that point, we were just kind of going back and forth laughing with each other. We even sent them a selfie as we were walking back. And, you know, we were just chit-chatting, doing our thing. Then we started inching closer and closer to Central. And for those who haven't been there, at that time of night, it's a pretty sketchy spot. Yeah, so unfortunately, 
Central has um, there's a lot more people that seem to be in some tough spots, drug use, people sleeping on benches, all that stuff. You don't want to see it. Um, you know, it, it's it's just quite frankly, it's just not a great place to be, especially at. 1.30 in the morning on a Saturday night. The energy shifted like clockwork. It went from us walking on the bridge saying, this is awesome. This is this is pretty funny. I think we took some disposable pics on the bridge. Yep. And then a lot of conversation. And then as we approached downtown Central Square, words were, our mouths went silent. And all of a sudden it was like, heads down, let's go. We had people coming up to us asking us stuff there were people singing karaoke that were definitely on various yes. different drugs yes there was actually at the very tail end of getting through central square there was a bunch of cops out and there seemed to be some commotion across the street right um there was a lot going on and it was really not a good place for us to be so we just put the heads down and we powered through that we did. And then finally, we made our way to Harvard Square. Once we got right. to Harvard Square, we kind of knew we were in the clear. Like, you know, we should be good from here on out. Yeah. And I actually, I like Harvard Square a lot. It's, I do a, it's too. a great spot. And once we got there, we were back smooth sailing, talking it up again. And, you know, then it was, you know, probably only two miles left until we got home. Yep. Then we got home, opened up some a nice batch of Doritos. Yeah. Went to town. those Doritos. Yep. Kind of just gave her last impressions on the date, called it a night. I mean, we at that point, five mile walk, a big date. I mean, that was a big night for us, you know? I certainly did not expect the night going anything like that. From the conversation to the five mile walk to getting the text from the other hinge girl on the way there, anything. I. I just had zero expectations and everything that came from it was extremely entertaining. I think we got a little bit spoiled on date one. I do too. My next question was like, overall, what were your thoughts on the date? Post-reflection. Post-reflection? Well, honestly, I thought it was awesome because a big reason why we went into it, right, is because we did want to meet new people, right? You know, I think I've mentioned it. I kind of keep a tight circle. I don't really put myself out there that much. And finally, I was like, you know what? Maybe, maybe, maybe I should see, right? Who else is out there? What are people like, et cetera, et cetera. And them being so much different from us really opened that up. And I think that's why the conversation was so good too, right? I don't think if we like, you know, if we had gone to the same school as them, I don't think we would have been best friends with them just because we were so different. But like in a situation like this, like I honestly respect them a lot. I think they respected us too. Um, and we came out with some great stories, which is exactly what we were looking for. I really enjoyed the date. I thought it was a really good one. I agree. I enjoyed it. Every aspect of it, to be honest, like it was for a first date. We did get very spoiled because they made it as pain-free as possible very entertaining, good vibes all around. They were, this is another thing that I want to make notice. We're doing these podcasts and we're saying these things. We're not trying to, 
you know, put people's personal dirt out there or anything like that. We're just explaining our experiences and we don't want to say anything bad or anything negative because that's just not good for anybody involved. So I wanted to, every single date that we go on from here on out, I just want to give a brief recap of something that we admired about the girls that we took out. Thoughts? I think this is a great part of the show. To be honest, I forgot about it a little bit, but what I would say I admired was honestly how open-minded they were. I mean, you can see it in their stories and their personalities. Um, They obviously made judgments about what we were going to be like coming in, but like it wasn't like it wasn't really negative judgments. They they were really more curious than anything. Right. And I think that's like a good lesson, not just in meeting other people, but just in approaching life. Right. Like right. if you're curious, you're never going to. Anytime you make assumptions, you, you kind of set yourself back. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you go in with a curious mindset, it's always, you're going to learn more. You're going to have a better perspective on things. You'll be able to make better decisions, all that kind of stuff. And so that I really appreciated from them. Going in with no expectations is huge. Yep. Just going with the flow, staying in the present. One thing I really admired, I'll go one for each of them, Paulina. I mean, first off, they're both extremely nice. Mm -hmm. Great conversationalists as well. I also like the fact that they're very spontaneous. Honestly, like very fun people too. Like, If we were to go out with them, it would be a very good time, for sure. 100%. And I appreciate all of that from them, and I respect that about the both of them. Even though we are vastly different from them, I still had an amazing time with them. As did I. So, thank you to Paulina and Stephanie. We both had a very good time. We hope that you two did as well. And we really won't know the answer to that. Not yet, at least. Oh, what do you say? You know, over here at Disco Inferno, the podcast, we like to be bold. I texted Paulina the other day. I was like, look, we're doing this thing, talking about double dates and stuff. After our date with you two, we decided we absolutely need you two to come on. Didn't tell him anything else about it. Like, didn't say, we need your side of the story. We need this. We need that. Who knows what direction it could be. I just wanted to see if they wanted to come on. If they would be open. They said, absolutely. We're down. So that means, at some point, we got to set this up with them. But we're going to bring them on the podcast. I'm not sure what direction we'll go with this. This could go anywhere. It really could. Would this be considered the second double date with them? I don't know. I tell you what, we talked about ideal first dates. Is a podcast the ideal second date? I don't know. I've certainly never been asked to go on a podcast date before. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely unique. So I tell you what, I am very excited personally to hear what they thought of their experience. There's a lot of stuff that I want to follow up on. And we just want to ask some hard hitting questions too. One question that we always come back to is why do these girls want to go on dates with us? Like, why? Especially considering the fact that, like, 
you know, I guess, you know, going from the dating profiles and the vibe check, but I mean, they didn't even, the girl that we matched with didn't even like the vibe check. Right. And it's like, well, so like, why? It was pretty clear. Like they weren't really, they were go- They came in with no expectations too. So right. it's like, why, like, like, why did you want to do this? We have a lot of questions that we want to follow up on. Plus we just want to catch up with them too. It's been a while since we saw them. I'm sure they got a lot of more stories that they have. Yeah, they probably do. I'm very intrigued about, I mean, they're just intriguing people in general. They are. They are. So we're going to get that set up. Going to bring them on. If you have any questions or anything like that, let us know anything that you're curious about, because we're just trying to have this be, you know, another fun time, some great conversation. We're going to, we are going to hit them with some hard hitting questions, of course, you know. That's how we're going to do it over here. And I tell you what, if that one date taught me anything, they're going to handle those questions like champs. Oh, yeah. This whole situation. If honestly, these two are the perfect ones to bring on for the podcast because they could do their own podcast if they wanted to. And just like that, we hit the jackpot with date one. So that's that with date one. Stay tuned. We'll get the lovely ladies on here. And then stay tuned again for date number two. We got a lot more good content coming. Let's go, baby.